Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, my producer, who braves the cold and the ice to come and do the show. She is a better man than I am, Gunga did. I just whine a lot. Everyone, here's the bravest of the brave, Lori Houston. <laughs> You're so cute, Jay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have to do something. This I called you a little cuddly polar bear last week. So there you go. Oh, now you're the yeah. bravest of the brave. A lot of, lot, of, lot of things that you are. But, you know, Lori, we had a little respite over the weekend in the weather. It went up to like 50 degrees and people were wearing shorts and sandals uh, on Sunday. But now Mother Nature has fooled us yet again and we're back to having snow. Yeah. So there. You cannot fool Mother Nature. We don't need to she talk about the weather. <laughs> she, can, she can fool us, though, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it makes one want to have a hot chocolate with whipped cream. But wait, I'm not supposed to have dairy. I cannot tolerate it. But don't tell that to the cow who resides in my refrigerator supplying me daily with butter and whole milk <laughs> and ice cream. So here to discuss what all of us should be eating and also chastise me for not giving up said dairy products is Cindy Lockhart. Cindy is one of my favorite people beside you, Lori, of course. She is the Nutrition Program Manager for Lifetime, the Healthy Way of Life Company. The Healthy Way of Life Company's first medical clinic and their approach is revolutionary and proactive as they get to the root of your problem and then they integrate medicine, nutrition, exercise and everything else into your care plan. And Cindy takes a realistic, holistic and personalized approach to improving our overall health and metabolism, weight, hormone balance and body composition. That's like everything. Cindy does everything. She is a superwoman, although she cannot tell you away my cheese as much as she has tried. <laughs> it's like Krypton. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, Cindy. That's a great introduction, Jane. <laughs> Thank you. Well, up, up until I got to the, the cheese part, then grr, grr. <laughs> yes. So yes. I do want to tell our Can't audience, it is a constant battle, as I know. I always tell you, I have, and I'm an utter failure. I'm an utter failure. And, make you laugh. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did want to tell our audience a little bit about Lifetime. As I mentioned, they're the Healthy Way of Life company, and they are vast. It has 120 fitness centers around the United States and Canada and, and growing, and most of which are open 24 hours a day. So, Lori, um, <clears throat> we can go, let's say, swimming and rock climbing to, to train for our extreme sports at any hour. <laughs> I, there's a silence from Lori on the other end. Um, uh-huh. uh, they, <laughs> um, they're the best combination of gyms and health clubs and family recreation centers, sports clubs, and spot destinations all in one. Needless to say, I could move in there, and then I could see Cindy all the time, which is a win-win. That's a sports expression, win-win. <laughs> That's a great one. 
So, well, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you again. You did a show. It was You were wonderful. So now I'm having you back to finish. <clears throat> and you can chastise me on air when we get to that. Not yet, though. <laughs> I promise. Sure. Well, you'll have to wait a little bit if, if you can. So, I, I'll um, hold back. I'll hold back right now. So, um, But, you know, Cindy, help me out here. I'm a little confused. And if I'm confused, I'm sure everyone else is, too. There was a story in the New York Times just the other day. And the title was um, The Government's Bad Diet Advice. And it went on to basically say that for two generations, Americans ate fewer eggs and animal products because we were told that fat and cholesterol was bad. Now the experts on the committee that develops the country's dietary guidelines, I mean, who knew there was such a committee, have changed their minds. And they say that there's no appreciable, appreciable relationship between dietary cholesterol and blood cholesterol. But wait, there's more. In clearing our plates of meat, eggs, and cheese, the article said, we ate more grains, pasta, and starchy vegetables, and a diet high in carb and rich in sugar and refined grains increases the risk of obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. So that a... Um, so that um, we should probably feel free to eat bacon, cheeseburger, omelets, fried in lard, I think, right? <laughs> so, I mean, Maybe not, not quite to that degree. Not to that degree. But at the end of the article, it said we should go back to eating less grains and sugar and more meat, eggs, and full-fat dairy. And needless to say, with that suggestion, I wrote a thank you note to the author of the article. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was cheese in there. I, I get it. Yes, there was, there was dairy. So I said, oh, thank you yeah. so much. So, yeah. Cindy, let's start with the basics about, you know, what we should and, and shouldn't eat. So let's start with protein. You know, how much should we have in a good diet? You know, it, it's really a matter of quality, number one, versus quantity. Because a lot of people get focused on, on calories or grams, and you're – not going to necessarily get the nutrients from calories coming from pasta or cookies or crackers as you would from a balance between high-quality meat sources, your healthy fats, and your vegetables as your mainstay. So in regards to protein, you know, I don't necessarily talk about grams per day, but if you aim for a good serving, and that might be about a palm size or 30 grams at your three main meals, is a good goal to strive for. So you want to have just a, a good balance every time you eat. That's a stabilizer for your blood sugar. So when we talk about the risk for diabetes and obesity, we want to make sure the body is, is utilizing the blood sugar and the insulin properly. And, and that's one way that we can assist. Well, I started with, I had a filet mignon one day and I looked at my palm size. It was about that size. But then I thought, that's not very good. much. <laughs> so, But I like yeah. Boy, I like like a big T-bone, but I guess it was true. You can overdose on that too, right? Too much protein is not good. Too much anything. You know, if you're, well, yeah, if, you're, if your kidneys are healthy, it can certainly process that you're active. You're going to be able to use it. Uh, but the, the thing is you don't want to be heavy on any one thing. It is really about that balance. If you're having those proteins in there, those do tend to be more acidic. So we want to make sure we have plenty of non-starchy vegetables as well. That's going to be more on that alkaline side. So that's that, that healthy balance. Um, so let's talk a little bit about fat now, too. You know, they took out the mm-hmm. trans fats, but I'm not really sure that they put something in that's, that's better for us. I mean, I can't imagine that a, you know, donut, a commercial donut is made with anything that's better than a trans fat. So, you know, what are the fats that we should definitely look to eat and, and then those that we should avoid? 
but the only one that you really should avoid is going to be those trans fats. So the ones that come in your fried foods, your processed foods, um, those are going to be the ones that are like a chemical away from chemical molecule away from being plastic. So your body really cannot produce or, or utilize it. What you should eat is a lot of the omega-3 or unsaturated fats. So extra virgin olive oil, the first cold press, avocados, olives, nuts and seeds. Uh, those are going to be your, your best source, avocados. Then you also have um, saturated fats, which I know has gotten a bad rap over the years. Not all saturated fat is bad. It really comes back down to what the animal ate is what we're eating. So as long as you're sticking with more grass-fed, pasture-raised, wild animal sources, versus conventionally raised and processed, we're going to have a better fat composition. But same thing, we, we want to have that balance. So we don't want to have all saturated fat coming in. We want to also make sure we get some of the unsaturated fats as well. What do you think of grass-fed milk, Cindy? <laughs> that, is that okay? <laughs> you you need to throw people, that yeah. zigger in there. <laughs> Most people, yeah. So when, you, when you're talking, you know, for the, the, the people on my chain um, that can have dairy and cheese, the grass-fed option is is the ideal option. Just, again, because of what they're fed, that grass, is higher in their natural feed content, which is an unsaturated fat. Right, and I don't think cows are supposed to eat corn. Have I ever seen no, a cow corn like, and soy. like corn? It doesn't seem to be something that the cow would want. He probably goes, oh, yuck, <laughs> I don't like this stuff. You put a little Absolutely. butter on it, a little salt. I mean, then we're talking about <laughs> this stuff that they're feeding. Now me. it's butter. Not, what right. can I tell you? Then also sugar. Now, I even have a question about sugar. You know, you see uh -huh. in restaurants, you see if they put little, you know, packets of sugar. There's raw sugar. There's um, stevia. There's Splenda. What are some of the different? I mean, is all sugar alike or... You know, and you know, I can't have honey. Laura can't have honey either. Um, but can we, I mean, should, what should we look for in sugar if we have to have sugar? And that's a great question. I mean, if, if you need to have some, we, we want to, stevia, as long as it's pure stevia, that is more of a natural derivative that's coming from a plant. So you don't need as much as well. That would probably be your best option. Otherwise, a little bit of like a, a raw sugar or some honey, unprocessed honey would be okay. But it really comes back down to what your goals are. So if you have weight to lose, you have body fat to lose, especially around the midsection, if you are pre-diabetic or diabetic or you have heart conditions or cholesterol issues, you really want to cut back on those sugars because that's only going to worsen the problem. Artificial sugars are just, you should not even go near them, correct? No, they're, they're very difficult for the body to, to utilize. Uh, aspartame, when it came out years ago, that was, was termed safe. And then, of course, 15 years later, it came back absolutely not safe for long-term health. And, and so, you know, Splenda's kind of a new kid on the block, so we don't know enough about it yet. But there's chemical alterations in in the uh, makeup of the product. So it's, it's think of your body. If, if you can identify it, you can pronounce it, you know where it came from, your body's going to know what to do with it. So if it is processed in the lab, you can't identify what the ingredients are, you can't even say them, then think of what your body's going through. Dear committee that develops the country's dietary guidelines, take note. 
right? They're the ones <laughs> that probably told us to eat it, you know. So yes. things yes. things change. So you're right. If we stick with the natural. Now, um, what's your feeling about organic versus conventional? Are there certain things that we should buy organic? I mean, not everyone can afford organic, which just gets incredibly expensive. Absolutely. That's, that's another great question. So it is all about budget what you can financially afford and, and knowing where to shop. I, I personally shop at like five different places because of the price of different things at different places. Um, but if you, if you prioritize, you're going to be better off getting organic in regards to, to your milks and your, and your, your meats. Um, but then again, if you can get grass fed or pasture raised, that's even better than the organic because organic can be still grain fed. That's just organic grain. So, you know, I would focus more on the dirty dozen for fruits and vegetables. So when you when you're shopping for, for your produce, really sticking with organic, apples, celery, cucumbers, grapes, nectarines, peaches, potatoes, spinach, strawberries, bell peppers, those are gonna be the ones that are gonna have more pesticides that we'll want to keep cleaner. I'm taking note, grass fed milk. Did you just say that? <laughs> I did. I thought I, thought I, I heard you say milk in that list. Um, <laughs> so, but how about food combining? Is there, does that make sense that certain things don't, because there was a big trend and, and still people do and they find that your system is able to process things better if you don't like mix. I know for melon it's eat it alone or leave it alone. That's the only thing I actually know. But does that make sense if you eat a protein, you should eat it, um, you know, combine it with certain food or do you not? think that's necessary for average yeah, yeah I, I think everybody is different so you have to know what works for you because there's a lot of diets out there there's a lot of thoughts and and uh, articles and blogs out there telling you how to eat and and I think it's really a matter of focusing on how you best function what works for you your, your body is a complex being and especially with the digestive system but the the cool thing is it, it can work to your benefit in regards to just making sure you're getting whole natural foods in with the balance of your proteins, your vegetables, and your healthy fats throughout the day, whether you have to combine it at a specific, with a specific food or have it only at a specific time. Um, I, I'm not necessarily a promoter of that. I really focus on working with the individual to see what works for them. Which, which makes, of course, it makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, moving on to food allergies and sensitivities or, you know, intolerance, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe in the holistic way of health as do you. And, and sometimes, you know, I have a headache or stomachache and feel awful. And it doesn't, you know, just from what I've eaten, it doesn't have to be from food poisoning um, per se, as some people say that, you know, I, that must be the fish I ate. Usually the people who like over drink too much and like, oh my God, it must have been that piece of fish I ate like three months ago. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. They don't say that it's the hangover that's probably making them sick, but that's another story. Um, but, you know, there are food allergies like nuts, which can be life threatening, you know, so mm-hmm. much so that the package now says that this product was made in a factory that also, you know, processed nuts. And, and years ago, we never knew that information other than the fact that you may end up in the ER. But um, so how are most of the food allergies discovered to begin with? If you just don't feel well and then you should take it the next step and we'll discuss my test, of course. Sure. So just to back up a little bit of an actual food allergy would be more of an immediate response. Just if you're talking about with peanuts and tree nuts, 
where it's an immediate response, where you, you get hives or a rash or you have trouble breathing or, unfortunately, stop breathing. Whereas, you know, what you did was more of a food sensitivity test. So it's a different antibody in the body that is circulating, and it tends to be more of a subtle reaction and a delayed reaction. So it's harder to pinpoint the foods without testing. So that's why we do the testing for the for more of this delayed response, the IgG antibody response, versus your IgE, which is a food allergy that's a typically immediate response. So you'll know that you don't do well with that food. Right. May I, may I share this with the <clears throat> the audience? So I am yeah. mild sensitivity. Listen to my list, Lori, and know why I'm depressed so much. Brown rice, grapefruit, yogurt, cola, which I don't know, um, wheat. malt, mushrooms, clams, black pepper, honey, cocoa, lima beans, ginger. Those are in red, so maybe I'm like super. Uh, Coconut and sesame, crab, and cashew, which is Mm -hmm. kind of odd. And then I have moderate sensitivity to cheddar cheese, but not Swiss cheese, oddly enough. And there is cheese. See, cheese, 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 but not just cheddar. So I've cut cheddar out completely, uh, Cindy. <laughs> you should, you okay. should know. Uh, black Excellent. walnut, pinto bean, oats, and cinnamon. And then class three, which is the big one, sincere, uh, sincere, severe <laughs> and sincere. <laughs> Pineapple, corn, which is in absolutely everything. Baker's yeast, almonds, which I love, and brewer's yeast. So <clears throat> nowhere does it say dairy. I just that maybe I wanted to tell you again is if you don't know. <laughs> but but you said I shouldn't have dairy. So, boo. Why? Why can't I have dairy? Please. So, when you, when you see that you've got yogurt and you've got a cheddar cheese on here, there's two components of your cow dairy. So, it, it's just taking more of a conservative approach because these types of food sensitivities create inflammation in the body and they're going to overstimulate your immune system. So it's basically giving your a body a rest for 8 to 12 weeks. So it's just taking a little bit more of a proactive approach to really let the body heal fully versus having Swiss cheese or cottage cheese or milk when you have these other sensitivities. Same thing with the nuts. You know, you've got several nuts that, that pop up here too to take a more conservative and a, and a, and a proactive approaches to take all nuts out for that 8 to 12 weeks to, to fully let that body heal. I haven't had any nuts, just so you know. Good. I haven't. Excellent. Or I cut wheat out and Good. I cut nuts out. Oatmeal, though, but brown rice. I mean, that's so innocuous. I feel sorry mm-hmm. for it. I mean, it's like everybody can have brown rice. It's like, why are you, why are you on this list of, my, of sensitivity for me? Why are people allergic to, to brown rice? Is that there, just... There's just a lot of, it, when, the, when the gut lining starts to break down, it gets inflamed and starts malabsorbing the nutrients from the food and absorbing more of these larger molecules that, that haven't broken down properly, so they attack it. Um, so it's, it's really more of a reflection of what your, your gut wall, your gut and digestive system is doing in regards to its full function. Because even having the two yeast, on your severe sensitivity list is, is more of a reflection that it could indicate that there's opportunistic yeast overgrowth in your gut. So that's really another reflection back to how is that digestive system working? If it's broken down, it's not going to function as it did when it was working properly. 
if that makes sense. So it you're does. just going to become more sensitive to foods that you said are, are innocuous. Why would that be a problem? Yeah. My next blood test, I'm going to be allergic to, to every, I, I could hardly wait for the results of the next one. Um, <laughs> now, Lori, Lori had a question. She says, are all almonds uh, alike? So the ones that the European almond, Lori, am I saying this yeah. right? Um, or is it just what the California board has done to our almonds, e- even raw Great ones? They're they're all going to be like same with black walnut versus English walnut. They're all going to have what's called the cross reactivity. So if you have a sensitivity to one type, even if if squash was on here, we'd take all squash types out because there's those cross reactivities among that same food class. So great question. Uh, And same with cow's milk. Cow's milk wasn't on here specifically for you. We're just taking more of a proactive approach. But a lot of people feel today, you know, goat's milk and sheep's milk is, is very common and, and more popular and trendy. And if you have a cow's milk sensitivity, you up to 100% of the chance have sheep's and goat's sensitivity as well. So that's not necessarily going to be your saving grace. I actually had a patient who couldn't do cow dairy and she was doing goat milk and did fine for a week and then horrible symptoms. So just knowing that there's these cross-reactivities within that same class of food. So again, taking more of a proactive approach, let's just let the body heal, and then we'll start adding things back in slowly. You know, I love you, but you're no fun. I have to tell you this. And you, you, know, you know, also, Cindy, I was at, I told you an email. I was at Whole Foods the other day with the cheese counter, and he looked at me and he said, you know, cheese really isn't good for you. I mean, I was asking about this cheese, and he, he made – this is the guy – it's not like he worked in the vegan takeout counter. I know. He worked in the cheese counter. He's supposed to tell people to eat cheese. So I said, I'm looking around to see if Cindy is behind me, perhaps – and, you know, giving him signals, you know, first down Green Bay kind of thing. So I don't, I don't know. But, you know, I think, and, and I'll go over some of the uh, symptoms that we had discussed. You know, if you do have that GI dysfunction, um, and, and some people have it and they don't even know why, um, there's gas, bloating, constipation, you know, diarrhea, heartburn, belching. That's one thing that you could have. And also eczema. A lot of people have eczema, psoriasis, hives, rash, acne. I mean, just it, it, there's so many things that you don't even know are related to food. Headache, migraine, foggy mind, which I probably would have even though I never ate another um, piece of uh, corn in my life. <laughs> So, um, unexplained joint pain, check, check, sinusitis, nasal congestion, inflammation, you notice your weight jumps overnight. Wow. So, if you're inflamed, you you get heavy overnight? Maybe that's all the inflammation. Well, that's where I think I tend to hear this more from women because women are in tune to to weighing themselves. So, if they weigh themselves every day, they get obviously that makes or breaks your day if you've gone up a couple pounds. But they feel that it's fat weight. And it, it won't be fat weight because that means you've taken in 7,000 extra calories than your body needs. It is more of that water weight due to inflammation. And food is one of those primary sources of inflammation uh, within our body. You might also notice, notice sock lines or waistlines. If you take your socks off and be like, oh, that's a huge band on my, my ankle now. So that those are, or your rings get really tight. Those are ways to, to identify whether you have some inflammation going on. Well, that's interesting. So now when I, if I get on the scale and I'm a little, you know, I weigh like one or two pounds, it's just, I'm, I'm inflamed. That's it. Typically. I have, mm-hmm. 
I have inflammation. Now, let's talk about, you mentioned uh, water weight. How much water should we drink a day? Great question. The, the rule of thumb is at least nine cups for women and 13 cups for men a day or taking your weight and dividing it by two. And that's how many ounces in a day, ideally. That's the most important nutrient because our body is primarily water. How I often will explain that to people is if your blood is dehydrated because you're not drinking enough water, you wonder why you're fatigued. You have no energy because it's like moving your nutrients and oxygen through sludge to your cells. It just can't get there. So you want to stay hydrated. You want to be able to filter your kidneys, one of your primary detoxification organs. You, you want to fuel your body with what it's primarily made up of. Now, follow-up question. How much um, milk should we drink a day? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that's a silence? <laughs> yes, right. But how do we get calcium? I mean, a lot of times people just depend on milk, and we know that everybody, you know, especially as you get older, you, you might have a tendency toward um, osteopenia, osteoporosis. Uh, where's the best source of calcium if you don't have dairy products? So even a lot of the dairy alternates, like an almond or a coconut milk, will be fortified with calcium. You do get calcium in greens and a lot of your other non-dairy-related foods. Depending on what's going on um, with osteopenia and osteoporosis, it's going to be really important that we've got magnesium and zinc and boron and that we're, we're loading our, our bones with heavy strength training. That's probably going to have more of an impact on our bone health than calcium alone. You know, calcium certainly can be beneficial, and it might have to come through a supplement form if your body doesn't process very well. Right. And how about vitamin D? That's a big thing. Now they even have blood tests that show your vitamin D level. Mm-hmm. Why is that so important for us to get enough? It actually works as a pro-hormone in the body. So it not only supports bone health, but it supports our immune system, our autoimmune system, our risk for cancer, our cells' response to glucose, our digestive health, our mood. It pretty much does everything you can think of. Uh, Inflammation, metabolism. So vitamin D is a very critical nutrient. And when you get your blood tested, I will mention that the, the range for most labs is 30 to 100. And what you want to strive for as an optimal range for functioning is 50 to 80. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Should you ask for that in a blood test? Not all physicals mm-hmm. do the blood, but and probably a lot of people will realize that they're low. And of course, now with all the sunblock out there, you're not really getting the sun. Years ago, you sort of basked in the sun. You know, not we shouldn't do that these days as other issues connected with it, like skin cancer. But um, if so if we're missing that, then the vitamin D um, it's the vitamin D as well. So let's talk yeah. briefly about the 5R program, which kind of heals your gut. And I think all of us can use a little gut healing, if I might, <laughs> if I may say. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's an elimination diet. So what um, you should eliminate, I mean, just in general, let's say you haven't had the blood test. How should you start to get your system back into shape? you would want to be eliminating the the primary culprits for creating inflammation in the body and nutritionally that would be cow dairy, gluten, (laughs) corn, soy, uh, sugar, alcohol, caffeine. So we do want to keep the the main culprits out of the diet for at least 8 to 12 weeks 
to, again, let the body heal. And then you start reintroducing things one at a time and see how your body functions. And if you do have a sensitivity to something, it's like getting slapped in the face or sometimes getting hit by a Mack truck because it's going to be an instant and severe reaction. And so then you know, okay, I need to keep that out of my diet. Does not work for me? And then if it does work, like you, you reintroduce one of those foods and you really didn't notice any symptoms in the next three days, you would add it back into your diet, but ideally every four days. Because that's one of the, the common issues with our gut being broken down. One of the reasons is that we get into food ruts. We eat the same thing day after day after day after day, and we know we don't have the energy we want, the weight we want, the sleep we want, the mood we want, but we don't know how to, to pinpoint what the cause is. And, and nutrition is, is a major cause. So we want to make sure that we're letting the body heal in between eating a food. That could be one of the, the creators of inflammation. So even if it's good food, even like kale, which I love, you know, I do eat lots and lots of kale. So you shouldn't have that every night. In other words, you should mix that up with other, I think, was it green and yellow vegetables that you can rotate? What is the yellow, like carrot and I guess yellow squash and stuff? But should you mix up the colors of the vegetables? Is that? Oh, yeah. The rainbow is your guide. Is the more color that you incorporate, the more phytonutrients, antioxidants that you're getting for overall health. Well, that's good. And also we hear a lot about probiotics. And now are prebiotics the same as probiotics or are there other well, Prebiotics are more of a, a fiber that feeds the probiotic. So it's more of the food, so to speak, for your probiotic, the bacterial strains. So probiotics, should we all have extra? Because now I notice that in <clears throat> certain milk products, such as yogurt, they always say now the big thing is aside from gluten-free, they're all probiotics included. Uh, uh-huh. Is that something we should look for to make sure we have enough of the healthy bacteria in our system? And that's a great question too. So the probiotics that are in your your dairy are different than what you're going to get in an actual human strain supplement. So your your digestive tract is going to respond much better to the human strain than the dairy-based forms that you're going to get in your dairy products. Oh, so that, and, and there's supplements, right, too. I mean, you, you can, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that that's a good thing to do. And I think if you have an upset stomach sometimes, let's say a lot of people come to me and say, what should I do? I have an upset stomach. Should they take a probiotic? Will that straighten out their stomach a little bit? Sort of like a digestive? On, yeah, it depends on, on what's going on. I mean, they might not be producing enough enzymes to help break down the food, so that could be creating some of that pain or discomfort probiotic is, is pretty much recommended for everyone. It's just how much and um, how often because we, we do break down that bacterial balance with the way we live our life. And so we tend to be a lot lower in the healthy bacteria. So to replace that is a, is a good rule of thumb. Good thing. And of course, alcohol, all the things that we you know eat that, or drink that we shouldn't, that, that robs us of all right. vitamins and, and I'm sure the healthy bacteria. So, mm-hmm. Cindy, finally... Um, you've been very kind to me. I appreciate it so far during the show. I'm, I'm not, you know, you, you were so cute. You said, is it okay? Should I, I don't want to chastise you. I said, no, go ahead, go ahead. So, but anyway, you were very kind. Thank you. Um, you, you will be coming back soon for the third installment of the show. Uh, <laughs> then, then you can Great. just do it. Then you can just go, go full, full speed ahead. But let's, let's um, end with some of your lifestyle tips that should, we should all keep on our refrigerators uses our mantra. What, what are your words of advice that we can all take away from the show? 
for lifestyle. If, yes. if, if we think about our lives, we all have stress. Whether we know it, we acknowledge it, we have it. So we want to really focus on stress management and how that's going to be achieved is daily meditation. There's a lot of apps to help train you because we're not going to just jump off the couch and, and run a 10K. So same thing with meditation, training the mind. We need to start small and be successful and keep building that up. Deep breathing exercises, even in the, in, in the, the moment that you're so stressed, is just stopping, pausing, taking five slow, deep, low belly breaths. Gratitude journaling. We oftentimes forget what we have right at our fingertips. Who's in our life? What are we doing for our profession? Who do we know? You know, the gratitude journaling just brings back to light our joy and each and every day. Sleep. You can never get enough quality sleep, especially in today's age. Really striving for that seven to eight hours a night. Make sure that it is uninterrupted sleep. And some tips are, are making sure your room is cool enough so that you don't get warm, that's dark enough. You want it to be pretty much pitch dark. So if you, you can't do that because of what's outside of your your um, windows, they do have the eye bags that can drown out the light. Keep your phones out of the room um, unless you're on call. Even the TV, keep the TV off, keep your iPads off. You know, all of the blue light will stimulate cortisol to basically wake up your body. Uh, so those are some some tips just to get started. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I still love you, even after the show. You were kind. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. I love you, so, too. And if, if somebody wants to find you, Cindy, in Lifetime, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, the, the best way to get a hold of me is, is through email, and that is the Lockhart, L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T, at proactivecareclinic.com. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. And of course, they can check the Lifetime Fitness um, facilities near them as well. Um, so they're great. As I said, I want to move into one of them definitely. Lori will join me. Absolutely. She and I Good. are going to. She and I are going to run to take a run the quick ten k. Now we're going to get off our seats, right, Lori? <laughs> we're we're going to go out. Good and luck the, during the break here. So thank you again, Cindy, for being with thank us. You. Come back again, everyone. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back talking to celebrity stylist Jasmine from the Warren Tricomi Salon. This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year. On behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and, ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins' Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins-Michael and Better Than Before. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I want to thank you so much for being with us. I'm here with my producer, Lori, the bravest of the brave, as we have established. Now it is my pleasure to welcome Jasmine Anna Galaska to the show. She usually goes by only one name, Jasmine, like a true celebrity, and a true celebrity she is. She is a beauty celebrity. Formerly at the Oscar Blondie Salon in New York City, Jasmine recently joined the Warren Tracomi flagship salon at the legendary Plaza Hotel, of course, here in New York City, as a stylist and extension expert. Jasmine has also recently been brought up, brought on by Carastes. Did I pronounce that right? Jasmine, just come in before I continue your introduction. <laughs> Hi there. It's actually Car- pronounced um, Carista. Carista. See, I knew I'd get it right. Yeah. Okay, it's now a I have to, tricky, but now yeah. I have to finish your introduction. Okay. So, and she was. Uh, she's also um, an art of hair educator for the brand Shuamara. Yes. yes? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Both very popular brands. So it is quite. An honor to have you here, Jasmine. Oh, okay, thank you now so much you can for now me. you can come in. Now that you've helped me pronounce <laughs> the companies, um, and also a little bit about Warren Tracomi. It's it's enormous. It's huge, um, and it's also uh, has some. It has an incredible reputation, and as you might imagine, um, there are so many salons uh, to choose from here in New York City. Um, but the ones that have really made it uh, were all the most beautiful women and men go, and of course celebrities who live or travel to New York. I think the salon has three other locations. Uh, it means a lot, and certainly Jasmine, um, you are one of the top stylists. So um, yeah. that is quite uh, uh, that is quite quite an honor given all the competition, um, and you are really good, as we know. You're also the mother of two young children, which is That's probably. Right the hardest job of all so you have have a very busy you have a very busy schedule thank you so much for being with us oh thank you for having me now jasmine speaking of celebrities we have just watched the oscars it was probably the world's longest award show um and for those of us who haven't seen the movies we really just watch it for what the stars look like and i most of us don't really care who actually wins. So uh, let's, let, let's talk about some of the celebrities. If you look at pictures of the stars, they get better and better um, each year. And speaking for myself, I can look at a picture I had 20 years ago, and I'm not getting better looking, I must say. But, um, you know, plastic surgery aside, of course, uh, hair makes a huge difference in how mm-hmm. they look. Um, yeah. So, if we want to improve our looks, starting with our hair, how can, where do we begin? Well, I think the most important thing is um, to really have that go-to person in a salon where you could work with long-term. And I mean, I mean long-term, where um, you know it's best just to stay, even with color as well, um, not just the styling and the hair cutting aspect of it. But you really want to stick to one stylist and um, hopefully they're talented enough to kind of introduce you to different styles throughout the years. But just to work with that one person to try to have them treat your hair to the best uh, integrity that it could be. Now, do people bring you pictures of celebrities? Like, I want to have Jennifer Aniston's hair, and you say, but you don't have that hair type, and you say no. Um, Should you bring in a picture of who you kind of want to look like and... and, uh, have them I mean, replicate visuals, that. Yeah, visuals are always great, but um, it just depends on, um, you know, the, a haircut is not only ha- a haircut in itself. Your your face, sh- face shape really 
uh, distinguishes whether you can wear it and your maintenance level and what you do for work or whether you are a stay-at-home mom or you're a career woman. So everything is kind of taken into consideration before I cut someone's hair. Um, and it's really important to have the discussion with your stylist before anything begins. Now, what would you recommend, say, for a career woman hair-wise? What is the best style that, um, obviously it depends on their face, etc. but, you know, in general, what do you recommend for... Well, I would think a career woman is someone that is going to take care of themselves because they have presentations and they have to look the part. So um, they will come into the salon more frequently than I would assume a stay-at-home mom, right? Um, right. Maybe in some cases not. But, uh, yeah, just uh, as everything really uh, depends on the person's face shape, you know, and their texture. Um, and, you know, just because you're older doesn't mean your hair has to be shorter, I think. But although what we were seeing a lot on the red carpet this year is a lot of shorter hairstyles, which is really great, you know, um, I think long hair does have its timeline and then it's nice to kind of change it up once in a while as well are there any celebrities that come to mind that we can kind of replicate their hair look that that you think are trendy i mean what i know you've worked with a lot of celebrities also are there any Mm -hmm. that we can use those looks and replicate it ourselves i mean with our style was really surprising to me this year um scarlett johansson's hair um on both sides was trimmed really um I think it was almost kind of buzzed on the sides, and she just left a long layer of her own hair on top. So that was pretty surprising. That was really funky and um, just surprising. I love that. But as far as who looked, I think, the best on the carpet, I love Jennifer Lopez. I think that gown and that sleek pony was, um, I mean, my eyes just, every time every whoever won the awards, when they would walk up the stairs, my eyes, I think she was sitting in the front row from what I remember, and mm-hmm. every time someone walked up, I just noticed, you know, I mean, her gown was also really spectacular, so I think maybe that's why my eyes were kind of going straight to her, but her hair, just sleek, simple pony, just, I think, keeping it simple and soft is the best way to go. All right, and talk about someone who gets better looking every year. She just, yeah. I mean, she was unbelievable, right? Yeah. And then you see pictures of her years ago, she mm-hmm. looks better now, and how many of us can make that claim. Except yeah, Lori. Hope, fingers crossed for all of us that happens, right? Right. I know, we right? We need to become celebrities in our own skin, and I think it will happen. <laughs> I, I did have someone, and she said, do you like my, um, my, I don't know, something, my nose? If you like it, you can have one, too. Just go to the same one. Just go to Dr. Such-and-Such. Such. <laughs> that was well, a great line. See? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you like my skin? You can have it, too. Just go to Dr. Such-and-Such, Such, right? Um, yeah. I mean, recommendations are everything, right? That's how we, I mean, word of mouth is, is the best way to go to someone and to try to find your niche. Right, and, and get a look that you can you can work with. Now, I can't have layers because I can go to a salon, and, and, and I am to you, Jasmine, just so you know, <laughs> but I can go to a salon, and they can you can have this fantastic hair, and you come out looking amazing because you're, you know, you have someone to blow it out for you, et cetera. But when you get home and you say, I can't, I can't do this, you know, you have a, mi- a million, and not you, but, you know, if you go to a have a, you tell a stylist, I want this. I want everything all cut off and layered. And they do it, and then you can't keep it up at home. So I think you have That's to make sure. products, Karen yeah. Bass and Shumara, who are, they're, they're two amazing brands, part of L'Oreal. They have the tools. 
I mean, it all starts with products and your tools at home, but you always need a product to help you control um, your hair and your texture and preserve it so it stays looking shiny and healthy throughout the years. So, so should you, yeah. before you blow dry your hair, should you put on a product? Is that going to help it yeah. from heat? I mean, yeah, Kerastase has awesome thermiques, which are leave-in conditioners that are incredible, and it helps to protect your hair up to 450 degrees. So you always want to coat the hair before you blow it up, for sure. Right. And you mm-hmm. can find the similar products in, in, in your mass market, correct? Um, yeah. Drugstore, or you can order them online. So you should coat your hair with a product before you blow it out. Always, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk, if we could, some of the many hair myths that have happened over, you know, that that we've heard about over the years, like, you know, gluten-free is, is one of the trendy buzzwords of the moment, and, and I'm sure that hair has its own a group of buzz buzzwords. Um, or, or yeah, everything myths. now is sulfate-free. So, sulfate-free, um, right. That was my yeah, next question. Yeah, that's the new buzz, yeah, and shampoos and, yeah, a lot of, even face, and but mostly, yeah, hair products are, you know, a lot of them that are coming on the market are so free. So, but that's a great. good thing, no? I mean, yeah. that's good. Uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, Parabens, it's nice to have an array of products too, though. Like your shampoos, you should at least have a couple, two to three, in the shower that you could alter and change after using it for a little bit. So, um, yeah, so it's good to really... switch up. Does your hair get used to one product and then, and then you should change it? I mean, should you use it for a certain amount of time and then change your shampoo? Is that good to sort yeah, of switch I mean, it's the same thing like with seasons, right? Whatever moisturizer you use in the summer, it might not be as heavy as it would be in the winter. So it's kind of the same concept with hair. You want to be able to change it up. I mean, I would hope you would change it every couple of months. But um, if you, even if you change it every season, it's still, it's still very good. Right. So there's yeah. some other must, uh, uh, hair myths that I want to go over. It, somebody, some people think if you if you have one if one gray strand is plucked, two more will grow in its place. Is that true, or should you, you just know, color I, the gray strand? <laughs> I don't think you should be plucking anything off the top of your head. But I think if one comes in, you should maybe consider color eventually. Uh, but once you do pluck it, um, I think once it starts the the one that you've plucked, once it starts to come in, it's going to stick straight out because gray hair is coarser, so it's going to uh, poke straight out of your head. So you want to be able to put color on that so it, it, you're putting the color back into it. So. Yeah, as, you, as you get older, your hair is replaced. You, you lose more hair on your head, but it's replaced by a thick mustache <laughs> on your lips. So. No, yeah, I know. Well, it's, just, it's not fair. It's not fair, Jasmine. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. So, um, let's talk about do you, do frequent trims and regular and frequent trims do they help the hair grow faster or is that a myth? Um, I think that's also a myth. I have to say, I I think getting regular trims will preserve the health and the integrity of your hair. But as far as how fast it grows, it really comes from. Um, it, Internally, so I think hair vitamins are great to take. Uh, whether it's Viviscal or the one that we work at Warren Chicomi with is Nutrafol. It's very good. Um, that's going to help to build your hair stronger from within, and it's going to help to grow it faster. That's specifically for your hair. That's specifically for your hair. Yeah, and also biotin is another big one that you could get in a drugstore. That's not as expensive. Um, you could probably purchase that one for around twenty dollars, twenty to thirty dollars, depending on which brand you go with. But yeah, the the two top ones are pretty much Viviscal and Nutrafol. 
Those are really great. What, how do you spell the first one? V-I-V. Right. S-C-A-L. Of his scalp. Okay. I'm making, I'm making note. Um, yeah. Now, should you wash your hair every day? Does that dry it out too much? It will dry it out. Um, I would say try to go every other day, if not every third day. If your texture allows. I know a lot of women with finer hair have a tendency, and it depends on your lifestyle. Again, I think it's when you work out a lot and you do Pilates or yoga, you know, you perspire a lot more, so you end up washing your hair every day. But there is that amazing product called the dry shampoo or a texture spray that you could always spray in there to try to preserve your hair from, uh, you know, looking a little bit too greasy or oily. And that's also, I mean, people are now talking about dry shampoos. That it, yeah, it's uh, an they, incredible product. It really is, yeah. Which ones do you recommend for dry shampoo? Um, well, Kerastuff has one that's called Powder Bluff. I love that one in particular. It's really light and misty, um, and that helps a lot. Even preserving your blow dry. If you get it professionally blown out um, in a salon, your hair, it's a great way to preserve a blow up. Oh, okay. Dry shampoo. Yeah. Now, also, there is uh, a myth that if you brush your hair a hundred strokes a day, it used to be, um, I don't know if people still do that. I, I try sometimes if I'm being virtuous. <laughs> if I ever gave up yeah. milk, I would just, you know, we talked about food allergies in the first segment. And, you know, if I give up milk, I will just start brushing my hair every day to replace it. <laughs> just, somehow somehow that, that doesn't make sense. But it, it, so brushing, should we brush every day with a natural bristle brush? Yeah. Or does that just tear out the hair? Uh, just no, brushing that I do believe in. I think you definitely should be brushing. I mean, a hundred is an extensive amount of times, right? I mean, who has time in this day. That's the old wives' tale. <laughs> right. I think it's nice to have like a little purse-sized um, brush, right? So you could kind of in between appointments or if you're running around, you could kind of just comb your hair and have it looking quaffed. But I think it's a great idea to brush a lot of times throughout the day. I think you're distributing your natural oils throughout the hair shaft and that helps to hydrate it and keep it healthy, Right. So. But do synthetic bristles, do they tear out your hair or no? Should you go for the, because the, the real bristles, the boar bristles are much more expensive, but is that right. something you should invest in for your hair? I, yeah, that- every girl should have a boar's head bristle um, at home. It's a Mason Pearson is really excellent. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the one brush uh, that you want to invest in. Yeah, they are expensive, but as you said, they it lasts a lifetime. It lasts a lifetime. You get one brush, and it lasts you literally many, many years. Yeah. How do you clean the brushes? What's the best way to clean them? Soap and water, or is there a cleanser that? Yeah, you could use your um, just your regular shampoo, whatever you have in the shower, to to clean your brushes. Yeah, you want to be able to clean them, uh, you know, every couple of weeks, if, or depending on how frequently you use it. Yeah. Now, how about conditioner? Should you use that every time you wash, or does that make your hair too oily? Again, I'm going to go back to the texture of hair. I, you definitely should be using conditioner. Conditioner only coats the hair. It doesn't cleanse it or strip it. So um, if you're someone with finer hair, if you want to skip it every other time, you can. But, yeah, in the winter now in New York, it's so cold. You want to be able to hydrate your hair to the best of your ability so yeah conditioner and a mask is really good around this time yeah i think that and there's this this sort of um uh, you you see a lot now about conditioners that are also shampoos in other words washing your hair with the conditioner instead of 
a shampoo, can you mix like, I don't think that really cleans it, but can you mix your shampoo and your conditioner as a wash to make your shampoo less drying? Or doesn't that really mm, yeah, work? Yeah, I wouldn't suggest that. No, because then what you're doing is if you're combining both, you're you're putting that on your root, and that kind of clogs your pores, and you, you really don't want to do that. When you shampoo you want and you condition, you want to keep it separate when you're using it. And should you do a deep condition every week? Uh, like get in the shower and put one of those little plastic shower caps on. They're so lovely. Um, and keep it yeah. on your head for a while. I mean, that's a great way as well. What I suggest is if you're one to come into the salon and get your hair trimmed every, you know, 8 to 12 weeks, your deep conditioning should be done within the salon. And then this way your stylist could recommend just like a daily conditioner to take home to use every day. So I think... And I think it just feels a lot more luxurious to get a treatment done in a salon. And you want that to sit in your hair. You don't want to waste the product in the shower. So it's a great addition to your haircut or even a blow dry. It feels good, too. It never, you can yeah. never replicate how good that feels when you get your hair shampooed at a salon as opposed to doing it yourself. It's yes, just, I agree. It's just lovely. And then the scalp massage when you have a conditioner. You can't do that yourself. It's just like giving yourself a massage. You know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's always nice to get a treatment done. And, you know, even if you come in for a 20-minute blowout, what's, you know, another 15 to 20 minutes to add on to it for a treatment. I think it's great. Now, you are an extension specialist. And mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, we see a lot of the, um, the long hair is not actually belonging to the celebrity. It's some, it, it had been someone else's hair not that long ago. Um, yeah. But extensions could also be hard on your hair, I would think. And now obviously not if they're done right, not if you do them. But in general, let's talk about extensions. Um, can they, what, what is the... There's that big punch? word damage, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I, um, I'm just going to go back to saying that it depends on where you get it done and who does them for you. You want to go into a reputable salon. And someone that's really has the expertise. They are very lucrative. They cost a lot of money. So a lot of stylists uh, in the business will try to do them. But you just want to make sure you go someone who's highly recommended, who knows what they're doing. And this way it won't be, a, you know, so damaging for you. Uh, maintenance has a big, you know, plays a big part in this as well. If you're someone that comes into the salon twice a year and wants to get extensions, they're probably not for you. So you have to come often. Yeah, I mean, uh, not so frequently. I mean, I do ones that last 6 to 12 weeks. They're uh, they're called tape and extensions, and they're great. They really are. I've had women come in, and they had the service done, and I didn't see them for a couple of months and they came back to me and you know we we taped it or we used new hair or they took a break and so it just it really depends on who does them for you yeah and also um the the extensions on the celebrity these are probably done i mean they change their hair like every five minutes you know they go from long to short to long so it's a nice way to change your look i would think to have an extension yeah i call it botox for hair Right? (laughs) Um, And how about wigs? I've heard that if you wear wigs often, it can suffocate the growth of your hair. Can you pop on wigs? Is that something that you also suggest if you don't feel like doing your hair? Just get one of those wigs and pretend it's yours. With wigs, I 
I'm a big just, I stick to extensions. All the wigs are really fascinating to me. Um, and I think some could look really beautiful. I would think that you would want to give your hair a break and just let it kind of breathe, you know. But um, I just try to kind of stick to um, a form of extensions instead of actually going into the whole wig. When I do something, I like to kind of be an expert at it. So I just feel like if I were to venture out to do wigs, I would just want to do wigs, you know, because I just feel like it's such a fascinating, I mean, how it's even, how a wig is put together, it's, a, it's fascinating to watch. So, um, yeah, I just like to be an expert at one thing. Wigs are kind of not my thing, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like, I have curly hair. I mean, I kind of blow it out, but when it's curly, when the heat in the summer, it does get mm-hmm. kind of curly. So I'm always thinking, wouldn't it be nice that I don't have to even think about blowing, you know, just pop on a wig. But then, you know, sometimes, yeah. but real but, wigs. You know, with wigs, yeah. the only thing with wigs is when you get a good one and they're very expensive as well, they look amazing. But if you get one that's mediocre and it's not, um, you know, as expensive, it might look like a wig. So you have to be really you have to be careful which, with which ones you pick and choose. I know that for sure. But, you know, um, instead of having something permanent in your hair, you could always, there's a great product out there. It's called a halo, which is, um, it's a weft of an extension, and you literally put it on right on top of your head, and it comes with, um, the way it's attached in the front, it, it comes with a fishing wire kind of a attachment, and it's totally invisible, and it's a great way to add, um, texture and hair to your to your hair without it being permanent oh so that's a good i think that kelly ripa in the morning show she took off her halo when it turned out and and a yeah. lot of times you think it's their hair and it's not it's it's something yeah, like it, it's incredible how many people in the business and the, you know celebrities the halo. And, and the entertainment business yeah they have it just looks better it really does it fills it in completely and it just looks shinier it helps the color and how it looks overall. Now, can you order? Do you have to go to the salon to get them, or can you order those? Like, yeah, online? you would. I would so. say always go into a salon. Whether you go with a permanent version of extensions or um, just a clip-in, you would always want to come into a salon to get your color matched up perfectly. So when it comes in, um, you're good to go. Now, speaking of clips, Jasmine, last time um, I confessed that I have been. I have worn a scrunchie in my day. And you, you said, did. I remember no that. scrungies. <laughs> <laughs> so I have switched to clips. And yeah, sometimes, you know, but not, you know, not like the tortoiseshell. It's like the kind of clip that you wear to sell on that kind of puts together your robe. <laughs> and sometimes I forget like I have it on. Clip? The butterfly clip. Butterfly? <laughs> but okay. I found them in colors. I found them in like pink and blue, and so it couldn't sort of match. So I have, I because of you, I no longer wear a scrunchie. Good. There you go. I have very good. <laughs> I'm very proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but you also there was a very exciting week, fashion show, fashion mm. week here in mm-hmm. in New York. And what are some of the trends that you saw at this? Uh, Fashion Week. You know, a lot of the shows that I've done, except uh, Nicole Miller. Again, everything was really simple. We did Jason Wu this this year, and I think it was his first time ever having his models walk down the runway with their hair down. So, same thing going back to uh, the Oscars, how everything was really simplified with the hair, 
it was kind of the same thing with um, Fashion Week, just based on the shows that I've done. I did see a lot of other things that were really interesting, but um, we're seeing a lot of ponytails and texture, and if the hair isn't doesn't have a little bit of a wave, it's really smooth and sleek. Yeah. Ponytails. Ponytails mm-hmm. could call for scrunchies. No? Well, a modernized scrunchie. It would be, it would be called a bungee. A bungee. Now I gotta change my, my language. Now I get a bungee. Next time I'll be in bungee. No more clips. No more those clips. <laughs> no more clips. Butterfly. No more clips. Now it'll be a bungee. Um, so in our final few minutes, Jasmine, are there some tips, takeaway tips that you'd like to share with our listeners? I just think maintenance, um, you know, a lot of women kind of get caught up in um, just everyday life and being so busy. I think it's really amazing if you could just take your time out and say, you know what, I'm just going to take 20 minutes out, go into my favorite salon, get a blowout, um, and just treat yourself. I think it's important. Um, It gives you confidence and it helps you look a certain way. And I think that's really, really important. Maintenance is key when it comes to your hair. It's also nice to give someone a gift certificate for a day of beauty and a haircut. I think that's always a gift that no one ever says, oh, no. You know, you can give someone something else like a present. Well, you know, they try to be nice. But if you give them a gift of beauty, a day at a spa or a haircut with Jasmine, of course, um, it's one of those. Isn't that unexpected? You you wouldn't think, yeah, and it's it's the best kind of gift, I think, for anyone. A mom, you know, your date or significant other or a girlfriend, boyfriend, anyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice, nice gift. I will, I will make a note, note to Jane, gift card to Jasmine at Warren Tricomi. Yes, please. I've been trying to get you into the salon. I know, now. I know, I know. You're trying. No, you just year. You're, 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 you're just trying to check if I really did give up that scrunchie. Uh, I'm not going to wear it if I see you. I promise. I promise. So we'll replace uh, it with a bungee. With a bungee. We're, there you go. We have a few of those. Ah, okay. There you go. Um, so, Jasmine, where can our listeners find you? I'm currently at the Warren Tricomi Salon at the Plaza location in New York. It's on 58th Street um, between uh, 5th and 6th Avenue. So Warren Tricomi at the Plaza, which is their flagship location. Right, and that's a great hotel, too, as I mentioned. Oh, it's gorgeous. That's legendary, legendary hotel. So thank you so much for being with us again. So next show we're going to talk about... Next show we'll talk about color. There's so many things about hair that we didn't get to, but thank you for the for, for spending time with us. Um, that's our show, everyone. Jasmine, thank you, thank you again. Uh, thank you, Lori, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins-Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.